Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 with Larry Heller. Today, we're going to talk about creating an investment portfolio for a successful retirement. Now, Larry, there seem to be some big picture categories that we should talk about, and then you're going to dive very deeply into one of them. Let's get the brief overview, please. Yeah, so when you're now transitioning from working to retiring, your investment portfolio needs to change because you're going to be drawing down money from your investments. So there's a few kind of ingredients, I would say, that you want to look at first. Um, and a couple of them are really figuring out what your risk tolerance is. You know, how, how much will you be comfortable if your portfolio were to you know, st- uh, go up or down, obviously mostly down, and making sure that you will stay on track during your retirement? One of the things in retirement that happens is when you no longer have an income stream coming in from work, you're a little bit more nervous when you see fluctuations in your portfolio. So we use a, a 25 question risk tolerance to really try to delve and really find out how you would react. And that questionnaire actually worked well for us in 2008. So a lot of these questionnaires are just five questions and trying to figure out what your risk is. And you really want to try to delve down a little bit deeper to, to see how that would react. Uh, another ingredient is really trying to figure out what your life expectancy is. You know, planning for different ages. We have clients that, you know, some now are planning to age 100. Other clients say, I'm never going to live past 85. So really determining what the life expectancy is, we usually use 95. So that that's kind of the first two ingredients that we use. And the other ingredients we'll talk about in a little bit are kind of the income streams, such as your Social Security and pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a, a, a little bit of, of notes here. You know, a lot of times list clients look at their portfolio and they want to just live off the income. Well, in this low-rate environment that we're in, Unless your expenses are extremely low, most people aren't comfortable with just living off a few percentage points that they can get from CDs. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at kind of a total return strategy to get your expected rates of return high enough to maintain your lifestyle and live the way you want to during retirement. I'm sorry, I want to ask you a question about the life expectancy. What what happens, uh, how does that conversation happen, Larry? That that seems to be a difficult conversation, especially when some people say, well, heck, I'm not going to live past 85. Do you ever ask them questions like, well, why do you feel that way? Or how do you dive a little bit more deeply into that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mostly they'll they'll volunteer and they'll say, well, my father died at this age, my mother died at this age. And although that is a factor, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out that way. Um, we try to get clients to be to use 95. That's kind of our comfort level right now. Uh, so it, it really is, you know, a conversation to have because I say, well, what happens if we plan to 85 
and one or two of you live to a hundred. Right. Then what are you what are you going to do if you run out of money? So that's where we get them. You know, we get them thing. We have one client that we have this conversation every year. They both have not been the healthiest, mm-hmm. uh, but now they're in their mid eighties. Hmm. So. Uh, so they're going to live longer than they would have expected to. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that's the – it would be better to plan longer, I'm assuming, than it would be planning for for a shorter period of time because everything really hinges on that, right? When you're talking about expenses, when you're talking about withdrawal rate, when you're talking about those sorts of things, all of those are going to come out of that end result, right, or that end that end date, Right. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Obviously, if we had a crystal ball, you knew exactly when you were going to die and how much money you were going to earn and when inflation was going to be. Everyone would most people would like to spend every uh, dollar. Um, I mean, some want to give to their children and grandchildren, but a lot of people would not. But since we don't have a crystal ball, we, we can't plan to that last dollar. Well, when you get that crystal ball, Larry, make sure that I'm the first person you call because I definitely want to know. I, you know, I don't know if I want to know. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, let's continue to uh, unpack this, how to create and creating an investment portfolio for a successful retirement. So the next thing is really to determine what your expenses are. And, and this is probably, for most people, the most challenging aspect of creating a uh, an investment portfolio. What are you going to spend during your retire during your retirement? Because if you know what you're going to spend, then you can create an investment strategy to meet those expenses and match those. And believe it or not, a lot of people come in and they say, "I don't know what they're 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 spending," and we have to go through some analysis and ways of trying to figure that figure that out. Um, the other interesting thing is, and I just saw an article in the Wall Street Journal about this, that you know, a, a lot of the so-called um, guidelines is that you need to prepare to have 70% of your income in retirement. Uh, and we don't see that. We actually see that in retirement, you're spending the same. And a lot of times in the first 10 years of retirement, Clients are spending more than what they are because they have more free time. Now they want to have that dream travel trip that may be very expensive. So so really trying to figure out what your expenses are going to be in retirement uh, is a little tricky, but you've got to come up with some number. Once you can come up with some number, then you can see, okay, what rate of return do I need for my investments and my income streams to match those expenses. So there are these standard withdrawal rates from the portfolios that people say, oh, if I'm withdrawing 4%, it's safe, or 5%. Um, and it depends upon you know how old you are and what you what you are doing. But you really want to start with your your expenses. And then and then one little kind of psychological I don't want to say trick, but ways to feel better and making sure that you stay on track is we like to kind of recreate your income check that you are receiving from work after retirement. So one of the things that we suggest to clients is that their Social Security and pension check all go into a savings account. Uh, and then any other money that you are taking from your portfolio would also go into the savings account. 
And then every month, the same amount of money is transferred to your checking account. And therefore, you're kind of living off that monthly check, just like you are living off the same monthly check when you are working. Uh, psychologically, it helps to keep you on track instead of just uh, abstractly taking money from your investments each month. And it kind of, kind of gives everybody a little bit more comfort level and they are maintaining and living within their lifestyle. I love that idea that the more consistency, and I'm hearing this from you, the more consistency that you can have in this transition, it just makes that transition a little bit easier and more successful. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And there's no surprises when, when you don't know what you're spending. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, you can say, wow, I didn't realize I spent that much. If I just keep taking from my assets, you don't really know what you're spending. So this is another way of doing that. Uh, and, and yeah, once in a while, you may need to take some additional money from your investments and you just write that down. So it's a real easy way. We actually tell um clients that come in before retirement, they don't know what they're spending, to really do this for six to 12 months beforehand, and you get an idea of what you're spending. What sort of portfolios are you looking at when it comes to basically this investment strategy in different phases of retirement? Well, it, you know, it, it really is custom, it really is different for every client, depending upon how much they need, how much their expenses are. And we have, you know, there's also different pots of money, which we could look at at a different uh, different podcast, but there are pots of money that are very long-term, let's say a Roth that can have a different investment strategy than a short-term investment, a non-qualified that you're spending, spending down. So it's not, you know, for each, each client is, is really different. But you're trying to create an investment portfolio that works within their risk tolerance and gets their expenses to what they want to what they want to spend. So, you know, the first thing that we, we look at is what are their fixed income streams? What is their Social Security going to be? When is it going to start? You know, whether they take it at 66 normal retire age, whether they wait to 70, whether one spouse takes it earlier uh, and then. Do they have a pension and how much that pension is? So if the if we know what the fixed amount is going to be, let's just say the fixed amount of their Social Security and pension is $10,000 a month and their expenses are $20,000 a month. Now we know, OK, they're short $10,000 a month. We need to be able to create a portfolio to provide them with $10,000 a month. So trying to match their income to their expenses first and then seeing, OK, what do we need to withdraw from the from the portfolios? And you know, I broke down the portfolios. We, we break it down three different ways, kind of pre-retiree because you're far away from actually using the money and then transitioning into retirement where now you're going to be starting to use some of the money shortly. And then when you're retired, when you are now need an income stream and there are different portfolios, different amounts that you need to keep in cash, in bonds, in stocks 
at different stages of your life, depending upon how much you need to withdraw from this portfolio. Now, you've talked about different sorts of buckets, right? You just brought that up, different different um, pools of money, for lack of a better description, that have different sort of um, time horizons on it. Can you uh, unpack that a little bit today? And yes, we can, um, we can have that dive in more deeply on another podcast. Absolutely. So for our retired clients, we kind of look at a bucket strategy. And what, is, what does a bucket strategy mean and how does that work? So our bucket strategy is, is, is set up in three different areas. Very short term, one to three years. And within the one to three years, we want to have cash or very short term bond funds. When the stock market is up like it is right now, we actually want to have closer to three years in cash and short-term bond funds. And then the second bucket would be a two to 10-year bucket, which is mostly filled with uh, fixed income items such as bonds. And then our third bucket is a 10-year bucket, which is mostly filled with equities. And yes, even if you're 65, we want to have a 10-year bucket because life expectancy could take you another 30 years. So the first thing we try to do in the short-term bucket, the one to three-year bucket, what is that? Well, that should be what your expenses that you need to pull out of your portfolio above your Social Security and pension. So, for example, if you need to pull out $100,000 out of your investment portfolio, you should have close to $300,000 in a short-term, very short-term, first-layer bucket. Why do we kind of use that? Well, history has kind of shown that if your money in the stock market, you're in the stock market and we do have a correction, usually it's no more than three years for that correction to reverse itself and to get back to even. So this way, when we're going through a correction, a lot of people have already forgotten what that's like. You know, I remember 2008 and 2000. And when you're going through those time frames, you don't want to you don't want to panic. You want to have a game plan in place. So if you have a three year cushion that you can ride out a correction. You don't have to worry about turning on the news and seeing, oh, the stock market is down X percent. You know that you can go for three years. And even if after three years, the market hasn't recovered, you have your second bucket, which is filled with bonds, which you could draw down from years three to years 10. So therefore, the money that you have in the stock market should always be for long term. Unfortunately, with the digital world we live in now, it's, you know, it's minute by minute or second by second. People kind of can look at their portfolio and see their stocks going up and down. And that should not be the case. You should, the stock should still be for a long term um time horizon and filled in your long-term in your long-term bucket so you know how do you replenish the you know how do you replenish the cash bucket so if you're spending down your cash bucket there are a few different ways when the stock market or the bond market is up 
you take some of the profits out of those areas and you replenish the cash. We have a very disciplined rebalancing strategy. Most people want to do just the opposite. When the market is, is up and it's doing well in a short period of time, they want to add to that investment. And yes, you're not going to time it exactly right, but you want to do just the opposite. You want to take some of the profits off and replenish your cash bucket during those time frames. Another way of doing that uh, is if you own mutual funds, the dividends and interest in a stock mutual fund or a bond mutual fund, most people have it reinvested and therefore it buys more stocks or more bonds while it's growing. And that's great in a pre-retiree strategy. But one of the strategies you can do in retirement is change that to have the dividends and interest go to cash. So now that's another spigot that could be used to fill your cash bucket. And the third one that we use is when you do reach age 70 and are required to take money out of your IRA, we look at meeting part of the cash through the requirement minimum distribution. So that's three of the ways that could be used to replenish the short-term cash bucket. Now, you did talk about the crystal ball, and we obviously, none of us have those. The environment that we're in today and the what what projections seem to happen, how do you take that into account, and how do you look at what's going on to make even more clear or succinct bucket strategy sort of decisions? What we do is, is we actually kind of, you know, I don't want to say put blinders on, but we don't try to make guesses. Uh, we had clients when uh, President Trump was elected that said, oh, the stock market's going to go way down. Let's sell everything in our stock market portfolio and we'll wait for a correction and then we'll go back, go back in. Well, since he's been elected, we've had one of the greatest runs in, the, in history in the stock market. So, again, going back to the crystal ball, nobody knows that. Uh, on the flip side, when we have close to three years in cash and short-term bond funds, the interest rate on that is very low. So now clients are saying, I don't want to have so much money in that short-term bucket because I see how much my stock market bucket is growing. Why should I only make 1% or 2% on cash right now? And we explain to them, well, that's the reason you can have so much money in the stock market is that we do have a protection. Remember, you're retired now and you need to be drawing down this money and living off this money. It's not you can't ride out a downturn. And if you had all your money in a longer term bucket and we do have a correction, you'd be forced to selling at a lower price. So it is Managing expectations is important. Trying not to get emotional where we are. You know, are we, again, I just read Goldman Sachs came out saying that the stock market is at its highest valuation since 1900. So does that mean the market is going to go down from here? Who knows? Yes, eventually we will have a pullback or a correction. When that happens, nobody knows. So we want to manage money and you should manage money based upon 
what your specific goals, expenses, and time horizon is. Closing thoughts on all of this on how to create an investment portfolio for a successful retirement. Well, again, what we have found is that if you have this bucket strategy in place, it eliminates a lot of the emotional decisions. Going back to 2008, when our retired clients, I was able to get on the phone and speak to every client and say, hey, you have three years of a cushion in your short-term cash bucket, and we have another seven years in your uh, bond bucket. As long as you believe that 10 years from now, the market will correct that you're okay, that you have a strategy in place. Having a strategy in place will stop you from making an emotional decision during the downtime. And it also will give you peace of mind that you're living within your means during good times. And with that, Larry, thank you very much for your thought leadership today. Thank you, Matt. And this was episode number 14, creating an investment portfolio for a successful retirement. Remember, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure that you click the subscribe button below. It not only will make it so that every time Larry comes out with a new podcast, it will show up immediately on your listening device, but it also makes it easier for you to share it with your friends and family. And with that, thank you very much, and we'll see you for episode 15 very, very soon.